The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one half of your hosting team. I'm in Vegas. Uh, the other half is across America out there in Boston. Uh, it's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great, Pritch. Happy Friday, my man. The weekend is in sight here, but we got a lot to get yes. to today, Pritch. This is a busy Friday. We got 14 Major League Baseball games. I really like the MLB card today. It's really mm-hmm. jam-packed, but a little bit of a lot of value, in my opinion. So excited to break down MLB. A lot of football talk, Pritch. We have, what, uh, five games today, eight games tomorrow. But most of all, to start off the show, we'll have a full recap of all the games last night. But, Pritch, last night with the G-Men. The G-Men. <laughs> this is why I always go money line yeah. on short favorites. Not taking the spread here because, again, if you look at what happened last night, you know, the G-Men end up uh, having a walk-off field goal there. You win by two points. Well, uh, another example of how sharp the odds makers are, what was the line on that game, Pritch? It opened, you know, uh, with the Bills – or, sorry, with uh, the Giants getting two points. They flipped to a three-point favorite. But here's the thing. I think as bettors, we always think about spread sports, and you always got to bet the spread. But no, you have other options. And I'm not a big proponent of you know laying big money lines in general. To me, if you can get a, a spread that you like at minus 110, that's the way to go. But especially in the preseason when you have field goal kickers who may not make the NFL, you have weird things happening. There's almost a safety there earlier in the game on Bailey Zappi. But the whole point being, Critch, if you had laid a late minus 2.5, a, a late minus 3 with the Giants, you lost that bet. 
If you flip it the other way, though, dog to favorite move toward the G-men, you go money line, you pay a little bit more juice, you just have to hashtag win the game, Pritch. So to me, that's a perfect example of in the preseason with all these short numbers, I want to be with a sharp dog to fave line move, but I'm not going to lay the worst of the spread. I'll go a little bit more on the money line, pay a little bit extra juice, but I think you're very thankful today if you took the money line and not the spread. Again, perfect example of the options to you as a better, thinking through what you like is the best play. But to me, if you like a favorite, anything less than minus three, minus three or less, I'm always going money line for the exact reason last night. Money line, you win Giants. If you laid the late points, you lost. It's a great point, Josh. And, and again, uh, a suit, uh, insight right there because, I mean, a lot of people you talk to in terms of uh, experts following trends or not, data, uh, I mean, who can cap a preseason? We've talked about that for a number of weeks, a number of months even. Uh, but And there's so much variance too. So uh, it, it's like you keep your baseball cap on because you do want to bet money lines certainly in baseball. Uh, for preseason football, I, I think that's to your advantage too. Now, do you want to pay minus 165? I mean, I guess that's the decision right there. But certainly it's a better situation uh, with a short favorite situation in these preseason games. Yeah, and we look back to the Hall of Fame game, Pritch. Very similar right. situation there. And we'll, we'll talk about some games upcoming. I'm really interested in this uh, Browns-Jaguars game tonight. Mm -hmm. To me, this late movement back to Jacksonville is fascinating here. But there are a couple games looking toward tomorrow where you have some dog-to-fave line moves. One's the Indianapolis Colts, plus 3.5 to minus 1.5 at Buffalo. Uh, big move on, on Denver. Your Broncos looking toward tomorrow. But mm -hmm. I think the whole point being, Pritch, you know, when you're looking at these moves, like if I see a, a dog open plus 2 and move to minus 3, Okay, a ton of money hit them. I want to be with that, that smart money. But I think, you know, oftentimes we always want to get the best number. And sometimes we either, you know, lay off if we can't get it, which is fine. I think it's a good thing to be disciplined. But I want to be with that move. I just want don't want to be laying the worst of the numbers. So think of it this way, Pritch. If you go money line, you win your bet. You know, if you if you go spread, though, you lose. And what does that mean to you as a better in the regular season? I'm not going to lean on too many money lines. You know, to me, you're, you're looking more to spreads or maybe teasers. Mm -hmm. But this time of year... Protect yourself as the better. I'll pay a little bit more juice knowing that I just have to win the game. Yeah, before we get to the recap, uh, what have we learned so far through preseason? Uh, Kirk Cousins tested positive uh, for COVID. We knew that he was excused for for practice and everything like that. He tested positive. He's not vaccinated. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing situation right there with the new head coach, new play caller. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't want to jump the gun here at all. I mean, it's, it's preseason, right? But, I mean, I, I, I wonder what – because this isn't the first time for Cousins, right? And so COVID's not going away. We know that. And like, do you lose confidence, I guess, as a better? A lot of people are betting the Vikings this year or, or backing the Vikings this year. Yeah, so I'm going to go the other way, Pritch. To me, this is, you know, better. I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it just because, you know, we're not in COVID 2020 anymore when mm -hmm. we didn't really know the protocols and uh, we didn't really know, you know, what it was, how bad it was. We're a little bit different now. I think the rules have been relaxed a ton and, you know, you only have to test negative, what, a couple times and you can play in some of these games. So I'm not going to overreact too much, Pritch. But again, if you give me bad news on a team and maybe something that could happen a couple times throughout the year to a very important starting quarterback, that makes me less confident in betting that team. So I go the other way and to Really, really for me, Pritch, this makes me more confident in my Packers bet to win that NFC North. They open around, uh, what was it, minus 155. They're up to minus 165. At BetMGM, they're only getting 10% of bets, but almost 30% of the money. So I think there's kind of this, you know, Green Bay, you lose Devontae Adams. Maybe they take a step back. Uh, again, I, I'm going to take the Lions quite a bit with the points here, Pritch, but they're not going to worry me too much to win that division, even though there's a lot of liability right now. People are betting the Lions. Maybe that's the hard knocks factor there. Uh, down on, on the Detroit uh, or down on the Chicago Bears, under six and a half win total I like. 
to me with this kind of, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, bad news, I guess you would call it. Maybe not mm. terrible news, but the situation with Cousins, that makes me more confident in my bet with the Packers to win that division. Okay, let's recap these games uh, real quick, Josh. Uh, three uh, preseason games so far, three overs. How about that? Backups. Uh, it's not that sloppy out there. I don't know if that's surprising odds makers or not. Um, but looking at the situation when you got the Giants uh, winning 23-21 to 21, uh, over the Patriots, I mean, all the questions are out there. They still are out there right now with the Patriots and the play calling and what's going on offensively. Uh, what's going on out there in Boston? How is everybody reacting uh, to how the Patriots played at home against the Giants? So I'll be honest, the you know, kind of the thought today, or at least listening to talk radio, is they didn't look as bad as we were made to believe, Pritch. Maybe that's the takeaway here. But still, I think you have this wonky thing going on where, you know, what I was focusing on is every time well, Brian Hoyer or Zappi went to the sideline, who did they talk to? Who did they sit next to? First half, it was like, okay, a lot of Patricia. Second half, it was a lot of Joe Judge. I'm wondering if Belichick is having a competition between Judge and Patricia, who's going to be the play caller here, almost like the way he handles some of these competitions with his players. So to me, I get it. It's preseason. You're trying things out. That Belichick got a little kind of uh, salty there. A reporter asked him, you know, who's your play caller? And he said, don't worry about that. Well, it's like, okay, but can you give us any insight into that? So I think Belichick is kind of holding it close to the vest. Again, but why didn't you see any of your starters? To me, that's the question. I think, again, switching to this Shanahan zone zone scheme, uh, zone running, maybe they just didn't want to put Mac Jones out there if the line wasn't, you know, working in full unison yet. So I'm a little higher on the Pats than I was going into last night, mm -hmm. but I still think you got to figure out this coordinator situation here because, again, who's – Whose voice is in, in the helmet of Mac Jones? I think you need a consistent voice. I don't think, you know, one time you go to Judge, one time you go to Patricia. By the way, Patricia is also the offensive line coach, Pritch. How can you focus on the play calling and the offensive line at the same time? It just seems convoluted to me, but maybe Belichick has a competition for his coordinator. Uh, that, that's kind of the way I'm viewing it. Well, it was simple play calling, to be honest with you, Josh. I mean, putting my analyst hat on right now, former player. Uh, it wasn't, you know, the Giants, they weren't doing anything that was going to surprise anybody. I mean, if anything, too, give credit to the Patriots for creating some formations, spreading out the formations, all that like that, like that to clear up the look uh, for the quarterback. But the running game was the same. Uh, the zone blocking scheme, you can see that uh, evolving a little bit that right there. Uh, in terms of sophisticated passing, there wasn't anything like that. I mean, you saw some double moves and some go routes and uh, nothing from a, from a progression standpoint or a high-low or, or certainly concepts uh, out there that was ran. So uh, it was simplified. It, the communication, I think, is something uh, you can, uh, I guess, lean on as a better if you want some intel. There was, there was some good communication on the sideline between whoever was calling the plays uh, and certainly the, the design and, and other plays that they wanted to get to in terms of adjustments, if there was going to be any adjustments, and the quarterback uh, communication with the sideline. That, that right there, I think, was something uh, you could take away and have confidence in right now for the Patriots. I'm with you, Pritch. And again, thinking about this win total, it's only eight and a half. You know, I'm in yeah. pocket with the Patriots over eight and a half. It's, it's juiced up a little, I think like minus 115, minus 120, shop around a little bit. But uh, again, you know, to me, I think you want some consistency, but I'll admit it wasn't as bad as all the media has been telling you. Maybe that's part of, you know, <laughs> right. don't listen Nobody's to the media headsets too much. and stuff like that, right? <laughs> exactly. Although it was funny because David Andrews was kind of holding a tablet at one point, like he was the offensive line coach when Patricia was, uh, you know, dealing with some of the offense. So again, I like to get that situated, figured out a little more uniform, a little more consistent, but again, wasn't as bad as I thought. Give me the over eight and a half. I'd also say Pritch, you know, I'm leaning on a lot of unders just historically in preseason, but is that changing? You made a good yeah. point here. Maybe you're not as vanilla, maybe with going from four games to three, you, you put out a little more complex stuff out there. Uh, you see some of these overs cash. I think there's going to
going to be some regression. The fact that overs have gotten off to a good start here. What is it? Three and oh now public's going to hammer these overs. So maybe get some of these inflated lines. One thing to keep an eye out for too. If you see a total that is inflated at least two points, it rises up at least two points. Right. If you buy low, take the under it's 57%. So keep an eye on that. And there was some late movement to that Pats over. We were doing the show pitch. Remember it was 34. I think it got juiced up to 34 and a half, 35 before game time. We'll, we'll hit a little bit more on that because there's some interesting games, I, I think on the schedule in terms of betting and, and looking at some over under situations, but uh, Josh, real quick, uh, the Titans and the Ravens. I mean, you can't deny the culture. I, I say the AFC North is a culture division. Uh, again, we see evidence of that with the Ravens. We really do, Pritch. So this one is fascinating to me because this is one of those like Army, Navy, take the under. Right. Like, just the ultimate, don't even <laughs> think about it. Don't do any research. Take the Ravens. And you got to tip your cap. It, it, it won again. So that's mm-hmm. now that's 21 straight uh, wins here for Baltimore in the preseason. If you look at Harbaugh, he does it again. He's like 72% ATS overall. I couldn't bet it, though, because it's hard for me to bet something blindly if you don't really have market movement or reasons to bet it uh, from a data-driven standpoint. Right. Like, this game, actually, anyone who bet Tennessee, I wouldn't kick yourself today and say, what an idiot I was for taking the Titans when I should have just taken this crazy trend here for uh, for the Ravens because the line did dip a little bit, Pritch. You know, you opened this one, Ravens laying four, laying three and a half. A lot of books got down to three. There was definitely some money coming in on Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, Pritch, like the Army-Navy unders, doesn't matter how <laughs> low they set it, they go under. I guess it doesn't matter in preseason. Just take the Ravens and you'd be rich at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Just do that. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love to save the art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Uh, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. How about AFC South player totals, Josh? Uh, the quarterback play is going to be interesting in this division. We'll go over those uh, as, as well as receivers and running backs. All that and more coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple of weeks. Get expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, get our best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN all-access subscriber. Sign up early to get a discounted $175 and receive both the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VSIN access all the way through to the Super Bowl. Or join us for just $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to offer. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all of your options and let us welcome you to the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, we're going to get to some player totals here. Uh, the AFC South. Now, where are you with uh, Trevor Lawrence? I'm, I'm inclined to think that last year uh, was man, just pitiful, right? I mean, Urban Meyer, come on. But I, I think this might be more of an indication of the true Trevor Lawrence. I'm, I'm going to say that this is going to be his rookie year, uh, right? And, and, but he's an experienced rookie, though. Like, he redshirted last year. That's how I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence this year. I think from his freshman year, a lot of people had the same thought, too, that this was a generation type of quarterback, generational type of quarterback. So here's his player totals props right now. Uh, we got passing yards for Trevor Lawrence, 3,999.5. Uh, passing touchdowns, 22.5. Uh, and then interceptions, 14.5. Let's start right there um, with uh, Trevor Lawrence. 
Yeah, so I think just on the topic of hopefully hoping for a better year with Lawrence, I think you may get that. Now, I still like that under six and a half win total for the Jaguars just in general, Pritch. Mm-hmm. But number one, you get rid of kind of the distraction and just the craziness <laughs> of Urban Meyer. You know, that's addition by that's subtraction. Nice there, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know how to how to say that, Pritch, but let's just say that's a good thing that Urban Meyer isn't there anymore. Um, but uh, you bring in Peterson, a guy who, you know, was a quarterback, knows how to work with quarterbacks, had a great year with Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz. So you have that experience there. So I think just from a coaching standpoint, you're getting better coaching. You're getting Travis Etienne back, a guy who you leaned on a ton in college. You get, give a lot of money for some other uh, players here, Christian Kirk. Uh, so hopefully you have some skilled players here. You gave a lot to your offensive line in terms of money as well. Uh, and then also, Pritch, I'll give a little bit in terms of, you know, the fact that this kid was anointed the next great thing from probably like five years old and everything came easy. You're winning championships. You're putting up these numbers. You get humbled a little bit last year. You realize, hey, this is difficult and it's a team sport. So I think just from that angle, I think you're going to get a hungry Trevor Lawrence this year. Now, if you look back toward last year, Pritch, 3,641 passing yards, 12 TDs, 17 INTs. So I think you're probably going to cut down on those INTs. These numbers probably look uh, exactly where they should be for me, 14 and a half. Maybe you lean a little bit under there if you can make some progress. I would look a little bit to some of the overpassing yards. I would also think with a better line play with better offensive weapons here, you're going to be down in a lot of these games. You're probably going to be throwing the ball a little bit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, to me, still worthy of that number one pick. I'm with you, Pritch. I think you're going to have a much better year from Lawrence with better coaching, better players around him. Yeah, it gets interesting, too, because look at the uh, player totals, and and he leads the way with all these quarterbacks. Matt Ryan experiences he (laughs) has been in this league. Uh, played in the Super Bowl. He's at 38.99 and a half passing yards. Davis Mills, 36.99 and a half out there with Houston. And Tannehill bringing up the rear, 35.99 and a half. Not shocked right there about Tannehill, uh, but maybe a chance is a better because, I, you know, he's up against it, right? This is he's a lame duck situation. This is uh, no guaranteed money moving forward. Tannehill, time to shine, time to prove himself with any opportunity uh, that he's going to get, or or do they start looking over their shoulder? Uh, speaking of Tannehill here, about the fact that, okay, Willis is waiting in the wings or whatever direction the Titans might want to go. So I'm with you on this one, Pritch. You know, you just look at the number. I mean, he threw for 3,734 yards last year, Tannehill, mm-hmm. that is. So how can he not go over 3,599 and a half? It seems like a, a very doable number. Now, remember, he had some mental issues or mental health issues. He had to get some counseling here. He, he was really took it hard on himself, you know, losing those, those playoff games. So I, I, I want to root for this guy. I want him to have come back and have a good year. But as a better... I'm a little worried about betting some of these numbers with Tannehill. If anything, I might lean under just from the exact standpoint of what you said, Pritch. Willis is waiting in the wings. And if you watch that game last night, he didn't really look out of place. A kid from Liberty going to the NFL. I think, you know, if this team struggles, you know, their win total is much lower than it was last year. Are you going to hear a lot of these fans and media beating down Vrabel's door saying, hey, let's see what Willis can do. So if Tannehill gets off to a good start, then, hey, maybe you can, you know, fight off Willis here. But yeah. if he struggles and, and the the kind of the, the clamoring for Willis gets louder and louder, maybe you, you cash some of these unders just from the fact that they switch quarterbacks here. So that's what I'm worried about. Just to real quick on Matt Ryan, Pritch, that's mm-hmm. my favorite number on the board. Okay. That's actually one that, that I bet here recently. I'm going to go Ryan over 3,899 and a half passing yards. He threw for 3,968 last year. So, you know, again, it's hard to extrapolate different teams, but uh, he's gone over this number quite a bit in his career. And I think Ryan's got to be one of the happiest guys in the NFL going from the Falcons, no offense, Pritch, <laughs> but now to the Colts who are my pick for overwind total and to win that division, but you're getting a much better offensive line. That's one of the strengths of the Colts. You have a great running game. So you can be, you know, two, two dimensional instead of one dimensional 
Frank Reich is a great quarterback whisperer here, so you get good coaching as well. And oh, by the way, you got some great skill players led by Michael Pittman. You play in a dome as well. So I'm high on, on Matt Ryan. I think he's going to have a good year. Okay. I think he's very happy to go from Atlanta to Indy. Yeah, Tannehill will have an opportunity. I, I kind of like in these numbers right here because I, I think Willis needs to marinate a little bit more, Josh. I mean, he needs to sit in that bowl and marinate a little bit more. He's not ready. Uh, but we'll see if he takes uh, steps forward uh, from preseason week one to preseason week three and, and see, maybe reassess that uh, as we get closer to the regular season. Uh, how about the rushing totals, though? Uh, because here's where I think a category gets very, very interesting because Jonathan Taylor is phenomenal. Uh, 1,449 and a half rushing yards, 13 and a half rushing touchdowns. And then you got Derrick Henry, 1349 and a half uh, with 13 and a half rushing touchdowns right there too. Uh, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. ATN is in- interesting uh, because nobody really knows about him. He's got the NFL game though. If you go back to college, Clemson, uh, he's ready to play in the National Football League. 699 and a half rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, five and a half as well. So I'm kind of with you. I'm excited to see what Travis Etienne looks like. And, you know, tonight I think we're going to get him. We're going to get Lawrence and Etienne both playing. Uh, and I can't wait to break down that game with you, Pritch. You know, uh, yeah. rumor or, or spoiler here, I like the Jags on the money line. Okay. The late movement in their favor, very lopsided toward Cleveland. But I'm kind of with you. I'm just a little nervous betting these rookies, especially rookies coming off an injury. You don't really know what to expect out of them. Also, we're focusing just on those rushing yards. If you remember a lot of his game from Clemson, it was, you know, catches out of the backfield. He was, you know, kind of a Swiss Army knife. So I'd like to know what's his all-purpose yards or what you know is combined rushing and receiving that sort of thing um Derek Henry I love this player but that's a really high number for a guy who's coming off a major injury and is getting a little bit older here and then also dealing with a situation where you know AJ Brown's gone you know do you have uh, as much emphasis on the passing game do you load up the box to stop him am I am I brave enough to bet the under there no Pritch just because this this player is so good Mm -hmm. but I would lean under there I lean a little bit to Taylor over. I'm wary of betting an over that's such so high. You know, he's going to have to pretty much get you almost 1,500 yards here. He did have, uh, looking toward last year, 1,811 uh, pass, uh, rushing yards. I just think this kid is, is just in his absolute prime. He is 23 years old. He's going into his third season. He's gotten better each year. He rushed for 1,169 year one, 1,800 last year. His yards per carry went from five to five and a half. Right. I think with Matt Ryan, maybe you're going to have to you know give more respect to Ryan versus Carson Wentz, and you get some more opportunities here in the play-action game. So I, I really don't have an official bet on any of these three guys, mm-hmm. Pritch, but definitely some thoughts and – um, you know, I'll lean to you if any of these really jump out to you. ATN does. I mean, I, I think his game is, is ready to be that versatile player. Uh, and, and it's 700 yards. I mean, I think in today's NFL, you're going to have a lot of opportunities uh, to rush for those amount of yards. He's got to stay healthy, though, like you mentioned. Okay, getting to the receivers, uh, Josh. <laughs> it's challenging because you got Robert Woods coming off injury, 799 and a half, his receiving yards, four and a half touchdowns. Uh, and then Traylon Burks, who's supposed to uh, be the, the 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 rookie sensation, right? Uh, I wanted to clean that up for a minute. <laughs> Seven ninety nine <laughs> and a half, two receiving yards, and four and a half touchdowns. Uh, I mean, are 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 the Titans going to be that challenge throwing the football this year? 
That's the question. So again, Tannehill is going to have to get the most out of these guys. And uh, Woods is a little, I, I almost forgot about Woods. That was kind of a, a sneaky good move, I think, picking him up, even though even though he's coming off an injury. Burks, it's funny, Pritch. My first you know, uh, thought with, with Burks is there was a training camp where he had to get like a uh, you know an inhaler or he had to, needed, some, needed some oxygen. He's like, oh, the NFL is really hard. Like, uh, Pritch, I wonder what your first practice was like. But I was kind of down on him. Like, ooh, this could be a tough transition. But now you're hearing quite a bit about how he's doing very well in mm-hmm. training camp. So Burks over seven nine. What is it? Uh, I think what is it? Seven ninety nine and a half or somewhere around there. Both receivers. <laughs> yeah, I, I lean a little bit over there. Seven ninety okay. nine and a half. It's a passing league, Pritch, and I get. I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities here. But my number one play, Michael Pittman. I'm a bra- I'm a pretty big Michael Pittman fan, Pritch. He's gotten better each year. Forty catches for five hundred three his rookie year. Last year, eighty eight for a thousand eighty two. That's pretty good when you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, Pritch. Now you're getting Matt Ryan. He's 6'4", 223, second-round pick out of USC. I expect a big year out of him. I'll go over 1,024 and a half with Pittman. Okay. I mean, my goodness. Wow. Four and a half touchdowns, too, for both receivers. Supposed to start uh, for the Titans. Uh, that's incredible to me. Okay, uh, Josh, we saved a half hour, last half hour of the show today uh, for wall-to-wall football, preseason football. Game breakdown, give her thoughts, uh, perhaps some picks as well i'll let you know what i'm doing uh in terms of gathering intel for certain situations okay we're going to get to that after the break right here on vcent the sports betting network this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on vcent the sports betting network This segment of Betting Across America is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine and has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone is on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, presented by Betham Jim. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So let's get to the games, Josh. Uh, let's get to these bad boys. Okay, an early start. I like this fact that it's 3 p.m. Pacific out here. Atlanta, my former team, um, on the road here, plus two, uh, Detroit. The line I'm seeing, obviously, um, you're looking at 35 and a half and a total of this game. So Hard Knocks, I guess, has everybody fired up about the Lions. They got to get it done on, on the field, too, though. It's preseason football, Josh. I mean, I'm looking at Atlanta trying to experiment uh, with certain players, and I'm looking for them to be potent in the red zone, too. Maybe a, a point of emphasis, too, right? And uh, the quarterback situation is going to be intriguing, too, for the Falcons. And then you got the Lions. Uh, a lot of people are excited about the Lions. Dan Campbell, what he's presenting so far, a little bit of hype. Uh, and what they established last year. Where are you going with this game? So, Pritch, I was leaning a little bit toward the Atlanta Falcons. At one point, if you go back uh, about 24 hours, 48 hours ago, you did see this line actually uh, Detroit laying three. So we did see it fall from three down to two and a half. So some late movement is going uh, toward Atlanta here with with, uh, with the plus money or with the uh, with the points. Now, that's notable because you mentioned one thing, hard knocks. I think, you know, hard knocks, to me, it's kind of a fade of a hard knocks team. Like, I fully admit, I really like what I'm seeing out of this Detroit Lions team. But when you get all this publicity and all this media coverage and all the tweets about Dan Campbell, Campbell 
and then you get play a game here, your first game, you're just going to get such lopsided betting. So just from a contrarian standpoint, you know, you're getting what 79% of bets, but only 61% of money on Detroit. That's very notable pitch. That tells me it's a really big public play on Detroit, almost eight out of 10 bets. But you don't, you know me, Pritch, I like low bets, higher dollars. This is high bets, lower dollars. This is the opposite. This is telling me that a lot of these bets here on Detroit are kind of your you know, $5 average Joe bets. And again, if they're getting 80% bets, why do we see this fall three down to two and a half recently? So it really wasn't no bet for me, Pritch. It mm-hmm. wasn't a perfect play. I try to be selective when it comes to preseason. Like I'm, wait, I'm looking for those dog to fave line moves or these the, you know, contrarian late moves that I can really kind of get behind. If you could find a three, I see one square book that's still out there. Maybe you grab a plus three with Atlanta. Uh, I wouldn't mention one thing too, a lot of over money open at 33. It's all the way up to around 35 and a half. That's the system I mentioned earlier. If you, if you miss the early move, like if you're holding over 33, you're feeling good right now. You're getting two and a half points of closing line value. But in a lot, oftentimes these cases, when you see a big rise, the only my, the only thought I have is buy low, take the under. So I'd lean a little bit. If you can find that 35 and a half, maybe you find a book with a 36. If you rise at least two points, buy low, take the under. It's 57% the last decade in the preseason. Okay, quarterback situation for Atlanta too. I guess Ritter is way behind uh, Mariota. Mariota's trying to reestablish himself as a quarterback in this league too. But uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by this game. Uh, from an Intel standpoint, I'm staying off. I'm not going to bet it. Okay, how about Cleveland uh, and Jacksonville? Uh, Clemson quarterbacks going at it, Josh, and uh, because of Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, what's the benefit of Deshaun Watson even starting? How much of, is he going to play? I guess that's going to determine this line right now and certainly the line movement that you have noticed. So this one is all over the place, Pritch. Yeah. I love the Jags earlier this week. At one point, you heard uh, the fact that Peterson's going to play both Lawrence and ETN. Jags open like laying one and a half. Jags got all the way up to at one point minus three. So I'm like, okay, that, that's a good sign there. Then th- I think this is the importance, too, of waiting because some, some of this information is really late breaking. The coaches are going to tell you, but it may not come five days before. It may come you know, a day before. So sometimes it's good to kind of wait and see the late movement. But I got nervous because this line on the news that Deshaun Watson would play flipped all the way to Browns minus one, minus two. But here's the thing. I really like the Jags, so I'm back on my original position here, Pritch, Mm -hmm. for two reasons. Number one, even though Deshaun Watson is playing and it got at one point to Browns minus two, it's flipped all the way back to Jags minus one or minus one and a half. That's notable because you have a lot of betting on Cleveland. This is your most lopsided game of the night. All the public needs to know is Deshaun Watson's playing. Give me Cleveland all day. They're getting almost 80% of bets, yet this line is moving back toward the Jags. So I'm going to take the Jags on this one. Uh, On the money line, shop around. Can you find around a minus 120? Uh, You are noticing here at BetMGM, 32% of money line bets are on the Jags, but they're taking in 53% of the money. So that's kind of a low bets, higher dollar. The fact that everyone's on Cleveland, yet this late movement is going back toward the Jags, and you're going to play your starters. And here's another thing, Pritch. Maybe you can add some uh, some you know color or your view to this. It's their second preseason game. Is there an advantage to having already one game under your belt versus Cleveland, who's play, playing their first game? I, I can only imagine that would hurt. That would actually help not hurt. But I'm going to go Jags. Late movement, everyone on the Browns. I'm going uh, with the Jags minus 120. Yeah, I go back to information about roster spots, Josh, like which teams uh, are really solidified with their roster spots. And, okay, the young players, how much of an opportunity are they going to get truly, uh, right? And we saw some players last night, for instance, step up and uh, maybe uh, claim a spot just off of those performances out there. So uh, I think for Cleveland, there's some spots like that, not a lot. Uh, but then certainly Jacksonville, uh, there's a chance for a lot of players to make a name for themselves in this game. I'm not going to bet it, though. Uh, and Deshaun Watson's not going to determine the outcome of this game. I don't care how long he plays. <laughs> how about the Jets uh, and the Eagles? 
This one's interesting. It's a pick em, 35 and a half. Josh, what do you think? I'm leaning a little bit with the Jets in this one, Pritch. Notice a really contrarian reverse line move on New York because this game actually opened uh, the Eagles laying one and a half. I saw one book open like Eagles minus two at home, and now we've seen it go to a pick em. So that's notable because there's only 29% of bets at BetMGM on the Jets. Really, no mm -hmm. one's betting the Jets, yet you're seeing this line go in their favor. So I think it's important here, you know, Sirianni going into year two. I think, you know, when you see these young coaches – Look back toward their, their rookie year as a coach. How did they handle this? Did they play their guys? Did they not play their guys? The Jets, as we know, trying to build something here with Zach Wilson, with Salah going into year two. I would lean Jets or nothing. Again, seeing this move in their favor despite a big majority of bets here on Philadelphia. I also look at the backup quarterbacks. Did see a lot of money here on the over. There's 83% bets, 94% money at BetMGM. It did open 33.5 up to 35.5, even 36 Difficult for me to take that over. You're getting the worst of it here, Pritch. But I think based on what the market is telling us, a little movement to the Jets and quite a bit of movement here to the over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the quarterback situations, too. You got Gardner Minshew uh, there backing up. Uh, but the Jets, their quarterbacks have so much experience, too, right? Flacco. You got, yeah, Mike White, Flacco. I mean, all those guys. Flacco won a Super Bowl. <laughs> and he's elite, Pritch. Don't, don't forget about that. He's elite. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I'm not going to go that far. But um, no, I mean, in terms of a preseason game uh, and look, a culture needs to be established up there in New York. And um, these guys, they're going to have some plays to go out there and win a game with. And what is Philly going to do? You know, Gardner Minshew solidified as a backup right now. Um, what what are the Eagles going to do? What are their intentions uh, for this game outside of getting the younger players ready to play in the National Football League? Yeah, and that's the question, too, and it really speaks to the motivation of what these coaches are looking for. And again, you know, you got to do your homework here. I think that's the the, the one big takeaway here from betting mm -hmm. preseason is that I think if you just, you know, kind of look at the lines, they may not, you know, kind of tell you the entire story and you may win one, you may lose one and be like, oh, I'll just wait for the regular season. But if you put in the work, Pritch, it's like, you know, if you want to get skinnier, if you want to get healthier, mm -hmm. you got to go to the gym. You know, again, that's how you're going to get better. If you want to be a successful preseason better, you got to Google each coach's name. Follow the local beat reporters. What are they telling you? You know, big example for tomorrow is Andy Reid said he's going to play a lot of his guys in the first half. Well, okay, then I'm probably going to first half Kansas City here on the money line at the uh, at the at the Bears. They went from you know plus two and a half to a pick'em here. These are the little things. I think it's from a, a, a you know forty thousand foot view. Betting preseason can be a crapshoot and really unpredictable, but if you put in the work, I think you're going to have a big advantage here, especially knowing exactly what's happening because the coaches are telling you that. How about Green Bay and San Francisco? Um, San Francisco's minus two and a half at home, 35 and a half total. So this one took a lot of over money, Pritch. I'm wondering if maybe Trey Lance gets more action than we're expecting, or if you're going to see some of these starters here. Obviously, you don't expect to see Aaron Rodgers at all, but maybe Jordan Love, who's like, you know, kind of one of your, your Hall of Fame, you know, preseason guys. He plays a lot, tends to do well, and then never plays because Rodgers is still there. But one thing I noticed, I would lean a little bit to the over. You know, if you look at the percentages, around 65% of bets, uh, or depending on what book you're looking at, at BetMGM, it's 71%, but almost 80% of money there on the over. So that's not as lopsided as like an 80% bets, 90% mm -hmm. money. And that did rise 33 and a half uh, up to 35 and a half. So a little bit of movement there to the over. Uh, we did see a dip a little bit. You know, Green Bay at one point. And again, I, I think if you if you look at these numbers, here's another thing, Pritch. Different books have different openers. The, that's the thing that can be difficult about preseason. Like one book, I, I just noticed open like minus one 49ers. Another, you open like minus two and a half. So uh, they're all over the place. To me, look at the late movement. That kind of splits the difference. Yeah. I would look to the over a little bit if you're going to get some good quarter. Well, you got love on one side. Yeah, you got Love on one side with Green Bay is playing for his future. The future is now for Trey Lance in San Francisco. 
but I do want to point out, I'm anticipating the offense is changing. Like, for instance, Trey Lance in the f- on the field uh, for the 49ers forever how long, but then you go to uh, Nate Sudfield. That is going to be different, right? It's not going to be the same kind of offense. Perhaps it could be. We'll see. But uh, I'm curious to see how, you know, that dynamic, will that determine the outcome uh, of this game? So, so much more to get to, Josh. We got best bets coming up. Uh, We got one more game, too, uh, in terms of a football team. It's just off to a horrendous start, uh, including training camp. So, we'll see uh, about how the field play, uh, if they can get away from all the trouble off the field. So, we'll get to all that. Come up next right here on BSEN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? 
on Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. First inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, uh, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Uh, just place a single or parlay no-run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. It, if only one run is scored, get your wager back and free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Uh, it's Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. Uh, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old to wager. It's a new and existing customer offer. Opt-in is required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets. Bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So this is an interesting game. National Football League cleaning this up, Josh, for today's schedule. uh, Because you got Arizona off to a rough start as an organization. Um, You would think things would be looking up, certainly because Kyler Murray got his money. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not so sure we got the suspension with Hopkins. We'll see how it evolves, though. But preseason football. Uh, and then, okay, who's the backup quarterback for Cincinnati? Trivia question. <laughs> because Burrow certainly is not playing in this game. Oh, that is a great question. Man, is a kid from Arkansas? Who was it, Pritch? <laughs> yeah, I got, we got to figure that out. We got to go to Matty Humans. He wrote a great article on the quarterback depth charts, Pritch. Who is it? Give me the answer. Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Did he go to Arkansas? Yeah. I see. I got, we're got halfway there. Prince, you were there almost. <laughs> <laughs> we got the college right. So but is no, there I think a, that's re- right. Is there a bet though on this game because of, okay, we know the backup situation and what's going on with the roster in, in Arizona with the Cardinals, uh, but the Bengals, I, I've mentioned this all the time about that division being a cultured division. I mean, Harbaugh getting the most out of anybody on the field. And then certainly we'll see what Tomlin can do uh, with the Steelers. But the Bengals, the Bengals are that team, uh, is that team right now that I don't know if Zach Taylor has established the culture or yet was that an outlier last year going to the Super Bowl. So obviously, you know, having a great year last year and really struggling. And remember, everyone wanted Taylor out of there because he had such an awful start. But, oh, what a surprise when you have a good quarterback and some good players. You look much better as a coach. So I do kind of like the culture that they've created just because, you know, you have a lot of these young players, a mix of veterans. You devoted a lot of your offseason to your offensive line, which you needed to do. I like that over nine and a half. You can still find it. A lot of books are at 10 now. Uh, So, again, the jury's out on the culture. I like the direction, obviously, they're going in, Pritch. If you asked me, you know, an hour ago, I would have said, you know, since he's the play here, a lot of these books were minus two and a half with the Bengals. They were getting, I think, 60% bets, 70% money. But Pritch, this is why we have the best hour at VEASAN, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, because right when we were going to break, and now that we're back on the air, 
there was a, a big steam move that just hit Arizona. Arizona was getting plus two and a half. Now they're down to plus one and a half or plus one. So maybe it's one of these things where, you know, there's such bad news you're hearing about the Cardinals that maybe the fact that they're getting this late action, and I put a lot of stock into this late movement on game day, maybe you're you're going to rest some of these guys for the Bengals. Maybe the Arizona Cardinals are going to take it seriously. I, don't, I doubt you're going to see Kyler Murray, but it's notable to me that over the last 15, 20 minutes here, you've had a big move here on Arizona taking the points. Again, plus two and a half, now to one and a half or one. All right. And, you know, just to kind of uh, pay it forward here, I'm looking forward to Seattle uh, and Pittsburgh. I mean, so much news about uh, George Pickens uh, and this new look offense for Pittsburgh, too. If they can get the quarterback right, uh, I wonder if the Steelers could be a bet, a solid bet to surprise this year. Uh, and then on the other side, too, you got Seattle. Uh, Josh, uh, both teams are looking for a starting quarterback. Uh, so there's a competition there. Geno Smith going back to familiar territory, having played college football at West Virginia. So uh, that's the game I'm highly intrigued by uh, coming up on Saturday or this weekend. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, Pritch. And yeah, I think one thing that's a file away is these QB competitions. You know, you saw it last year, Mac Jones, Cam Newton, you know, oftentimes you got your starter and then you got a bunch of these guys behind him who will never play. Mm -hmm. But if there's a competition, I, I, my brain keeps start, uh, starts to think, look at some overs here because both guys are probably going to play a lot. They have motivation to play well. We did notice Seattle-Pittsburgh, that total opened 33 and a half. It's up to 36 and a half. Again, I get heartburn when I see these high totals and I'm getting the worst of it and going over, but it does make a little bit of sense there. Also, Pittsburgh, minus three up to minus three and a half. So the Steelers have taken in some money. Just one comment on the Steelers, Pritch, mm -hmm. especially with the fact that you know Watson could miss the entire year. I know I've kind of been beating the drum of taking the overwind total with the Bengals uh, and with the, the, the Ravens, like nine and a half over. I actually really like that Pittsburgh over. I saw one book, it was seven and a half. Uh, throughout the summer, I believe it's seven now, at least at one book, seven, like over minus 115. Right. Uh, I think they're going to be better than you think. You're going to maybe face Jacoby Brissett or who knows, maybe Jimmy G. I'd be less inclined if Jimmy G joins that team. Uh, but they, the one thing I keep going back to, uh, the culture of Tomlin, he's never had a losing season. Mm -hmm. uh, will it be Pickett? Will it be Trubisky? But they play, or they have the easiest travel schedule of any team in the NFL, Pritch. Every, time, every game is in the same time zone for them. They have the fewest miles traveled. I think that's kind of a benefit here. I know it's modern day and traveling is much easier, but that's kind of a little little thing in your back pocket here to maybe get eight wins and go over that. Seven. Yeah, there was a disconnect between Big Ben uh, and you know his experience, his age uh, in the league and the youth movement that they're going through, right? And so Pickens, I mean, it's incredible the talent that they have. If they can solve the quarterback situation, uh, Josh, I think Pittsburgh can uh, surprise to the upside this year. Real quick, uh, the Colts, Frank Reich, has already said that the starters are going to see more action uh, than usual. Uh, he thinks that, well, people are saying that Matt Ryan will be playing the entire first quarter. Ooh, that's information we can act upon here, Pritch. That goes right in line with this line move that we've seen here with the Colts. It opened Buffalo Bills at home laying three and a half. Now you're all the way to Colts minus one and a half. So this is kind of the next up. If you like that Raiders dog to fave Hall of Fame game, you like that uh, that Giants dog to fave yesterday, this is a money line play for me on the Colts, Pritch. But I would kind of caveat it by saying, hey, what did Reich tell us? He said it's going to be a quarter or first half. I'd look at the Colts on the first half number here. Uh, again, if you're a little bit wary of, you know, lead at halftime and then maybe, you know, the scrubs kind of, you know, bring the bills back a little bit. But that's important. That's a perfect example of dog to fave information based yeah. bet. Give me Colts in the first half. Well, Bills uh, established themselves in the preseason too, though. What, eight in a row? Uh, Buffalo, eight in preseason game. Second longest uh, streak right there. The Buffalo Bills. I mean, they got the best roster in the league right now, Josh. I'm talking about one through 53. 
<laughs> Harbaugh's getting nervous. He's supposed to be the only guy that goes 21-0 yeah. with his wins. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> okay, let's get to some best bets from Major League Baseball. Again, catch the Market Insights podcast, Josh Applebaum. You do a great job with that each and every day. Some plays you're going to highlight here. Red Sox uh, and the Yankees. What? What's going on here? <laughs> so, Pritch, you know, once when I, once I'm out, they pull me back in yes, here at my boss. Red I see Sox. that. So, I'm going back to the Sox tonight. Uh, am I confident? Do I have a lot of faith? Not really. But there's a lot of smart money hitting Boston today for whatever reason. Maybe it's just the fact that with the Yankees coming to town, the Yankees have really struggled. They're 1-7 their last eight games. Uh, keep going back to the fact that you had that adjusted win total with New York when they were winning every single night. I think it was like 120. Uh, if you had jumped on that and maybe to file away for future years, team gets off to a great start. It's super elevated. You, you do that um, adjusted under there. But uh, Yankees are in a bit of a funk. Red Sox. It's very hard to make, you know, what you're going to make out of this team. You don't really know uh, if you're going to get a good effort or not. You don't really know uh, if they're going to play well or not. But maybe tonight's the night because uh, Yankees are getting 80% of bets. Everyone's still riding New York tonight, Pritch. But the Yankees open minus 130. They're down to minus 110, minus mm -hmm. 105. This is becoming a pick -em type number. That's very notable because if everyone's on New York, why isn't this line rising further to the Yankees? It's going the other way here with Boston. So I'm going I'm to take the Sox here. Division dog, high total. You see that, you know, your, your number one rival coming to town. Maybe you're catching the Yankees at the right time right now. I'm banking on Ovaldi uh, to pitch well. Give me the Red Sox if you can find any kind of plus money or even money. Okay, the next game you want to highlight is the Twins and the Angels. You got Molly on the bump, uh, Sandoval too, uh, for Los Angeles. Uh, what are you seeing in this game for your decision? Yeah, my decision here is going Minnesota Twins. I like this line move to the Twins, Pritch. They open on the road, like minus 115, very yep. short road favorite here. They've now been bet up to around minus 130. So a lot of movement is coming in favor of the Twins. Tyler Maley's on the bump. He hasn't been great, 5-7, 4.49 ERA. But a lot of that is was with the Cincinnati Reds, so he's on a better team now. Mm -hmm. Facing Sandoval, 3-7, 3.41 ERA. But Pritch, a couple of things to like about Minnesota. Non-division road favorites. They're 61% this year. If you look at both teams had a day off yesterday, take the favorite today. That system is 81-48, and 48, 63%. Pretty good overall. So I'm really going to bank on the bats. Minnesota's hitting 250, only 228 for the Angels, and also motivation. Uh, Minnesota Twins here, they're only one and a half games back of Cleveland for the top spot in the AL Central. Meanwhile, the Angels are a team I want to bet against. As a dog, it's crazy, Pritch. As a dog, the Angels are only 12-33. and 33. I like this move to Minnesota. Give me the Twins. All right, we got football, wall-to-wall uh, -wall football starting today. Well, yesterday, really. Uh, Major League Baseball in full swing. Uh, and you're going to go to the UFC for another play that you highlighted on your podcast. I am. This is the one I'm going to finish up here, Pritch. And uh, shout out to our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM. Every Friday he tweets out these bet splits for UFC. I look, I look forward to him every week. Mm -hmm. And one absolutely popped to me. I bet it earlier this week. I like getting some, uh, you know, solidif solidification or confidence here based on the data. But give me Vera. Vera in the UFC title bout here. He's going up against Cruz. Vera opened like minus 180, minus 190. He's up to minus 230. But here's where it gets good, Pritch. He's only getting 39% bets, 82% of the money. He's 29 years old his opponent is 37 fade fighters 35 or older fade fighters five years or older give me marlon vera around minus 220 ish okay i'm about to watch in a couple hours anyway atlanta detroit looking forward to that matchup okay looking <laughs> forward to all the games great job this week josh good luck rich have a great weekend i'm saleha mosin and i've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the united states in 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.